Discussing Book of Boba Fett, episode five. Yep. Um, with no yep. Boba Fett, uh, another <laughs> another actor uh, turned with Bryce Dallas Howard mm. coming back. I think this uh, her third Star Wars thing that she's directed. Third, she did uh, two episodes of Mandalorian and this. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is directing this. Um, this is the best episode of Book of Boba Fett by far, and it doesn't even have Boba Fett in it, um, which is sad. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's it's like nice. it it's like uh, it's like Mandalore. It's like a Boba just new look. People are stopping. People are not caring about my show. Uh, uh, Mando, can you uh, can you uh, come in and help a brother out real quick? Yeah, it's like when like. I- it's like when an artist is on a song and he's like, "Listen, my song sucks. I need a good feature." Um, hey, brother, can you just can you, <laughs> hey, Twenty One Savage, Drake, uh, Future, uh, Young Thug, could you help me out, man? I need a good feature to come <laughs> on my song. You know what I mean? To, to boost this. All up. right. <laughs> uh, yep, and they just said, um, "Okay, uh, Alexa, play Return of the Mac." Yeah. I mean, I mean, basically, because. I thought at least he was going to show up. I'm like, they're not going to do a whole episode and not put Boba I, Fett I, in it, are they? I, I, I like, thought it was. I thought it was just going to be like a quick intro and then it'd be back to Boba's story. But no, this is this is basically like a backdoor pilot for season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, basically, I was like, I mean, yeah, this gets me really hyped for season three of Mandalorian because uh, I was curious as like, what are they going to do? after baby yoda's gone what are they going to do story-wise and it it did build up to like okay so they got got some good stuff for season three and 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 some you know later on seasons there yeah Um, so a lot of good plot threads to follow up on in season three a lot of interesting new concepts especially uh given the end of season two like uh man he's more or less gone back to bounty hunting he's uh got the dark saber now which has a whole other a lot of lore attached to it is that was a dove that was a that they dive deeper on in something like star wars rebels like how he's kind of struggling to use the dark saber uh yeah um uh, you know kind of how yeah he is struggling uh to kind of use the dark saber he, yeah he just accidentally like burns himself on it which if any of us had ever got a lightsaber that would probably happen like that would probably happen like day one Oh yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Hold on, just a second, real quick. I'm trying <laughs> to fix something. Something's not working here. Oh, what the hell? Come on. Okay, I think it's good. Okay. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, you see kind of at the beginning of this episode, uh, badass intro, by the way, uh, I mean, as soon as, as soon as <laughs> yeah, they, up, they, they knew the sil the silhouette, they knew, they knew how, when to play that fucking Mando theme. That oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so he just, as soon as he steps out, it's just like, boom, that music started playing. It's like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? You know what's going to happen. And, and it and it's pretty much just a countdown for him to say the line, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was badass. Yeah, it was definitely badass. It was like, wow, this is, and it's like, you know, even the intro, I thought, was one of the best things that we've seen of this series so far, um, even action-wise, of, of Boba Fett uh, all this year. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's weird to say because the best episodes of this show so far are the ones not directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I think, yeah, Robert Rodriguez with the show, it's just... I don't think his sensibilities really work uh, that well uh, with the show all that much, maybe. Um, and I don't know if it's because you have an older actor in Tamir Morrison. But the thing is, I mean, with Boba Fett, you could just put on the helmet. You could just go like, okay, stop, yeah, stop you, double you now. Ha- you have that, which is something that was so frustrating about shows like uh, like Iron Fist, where they just insisted on not covering his face ever. Hmm. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I mean, you could just have an out. I mean, you know, I get you have an actor who's 61 years old, but you could just say like, okay, well, hey, time to put on the helmet, put in a stunt double there, you know, there you go. You could do these <laughs> action scenes, but, you know, it's like, so that that's kind of weird to me. But, um, you know, here the opening of this, you know, episode five, you know, um, and I thought, you know, the whole kind of the butcher stuff, I was like, well, this looks like just a regular butcher place or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I almost thought I clicked mm-hmm. on the wrong thing. I almost thought I was watching like some other <laughs> different show almost for a second. Uh, I, I thought I thought I was watching Blade for a second. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, Blade or something like that. It's like, oh wait, what am I watching again? Um, but yeah, it opens up really nice, um, and you see him use the dark saber. First of all, you know, it's like it's like he comes in. Mandalorian comes in. It's like a Skyrim character that's modded as fuck. Like he comes mm-hmm. in with all these different weapons. He's got the <laughs> saber. He's got the staff. He's got the jetpack. He's got the blaster. I'm like, damn, bro, you just op. This is like- it, it, it's like you. It's like in an RPG when you max out your character just playing on new game plus oh yeah i mean this is a, he's got all the equipment all the weapons um and he just you know was going through everybody um which was really great and like you said with the dark saber um the like the more you use it the heavier it gets so he's trying to you know mm-hmm. swing it at first because at first i just thought that he just was clumsy i was like oh damn he clumsy as hell with that he just doesn't know mm-hmm. how to use it but it you know later on it gets revealed that the dark saber like it gets heavier the more you use it and you have to really specialize he- in and wielding it yeah, it, it's. I think uh, I, I quote from Rebels. It's like uh, the way the dark saber is built. It's constantly channeling energy. It's not just from uh, the kyber crystal in it. It's from the actual user. So the more you struggle against the blade, the more it's going to resist you. And that's kind of why it gets heavier the more you use it. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, it was, so it's not just like a regular, you know, lightsaber that you can just pick up and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, swing around. Um, it's, it, you know, something completely different from it. Um, so, you know, you see that kind of opening sequence, um, then you see him go to, um, you know, meet the other Mandalorian people. Now there's only three of them left, um, including mm-hmm. the Mando. Um, and you see him, you know, kind of talk to, what's uh, that character's name? The, the kind of the leader now? Oh, oh, it's, uh, the armor. The it is, yeah, the character is just called the Armorer, and uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so he goes, he speaks to the Armorer, um, and kind of lays out everything and about you know the history of the dark saber, um, and it, that's why I like also more lore with the stuff too of Star Wars and with these new elements mm-hmm. like the dark saber, like the history of the Mandalorian, and she explains the whole history there, um, which I thought was really cool and really dope there. Um, and how like it basically you wield it. Basically, you're the king of all the Mandalorians. You're the leader of all the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the biggest thing, it has to be one in combat. Otherwise, it's cursed. Mm, yeah. 
uh, which he did do uh, when he beat um, what was John Carlo? Yeah, Moff Gideon. Yeah. Moff, yeah. When he beat Moff Gideon at the end of season two. Yeah, so he did you know one at fair and square. Um, even though you know he gets challenged by this other Mandalorian immediately as he goes there. Um, I thought the dude. Yeah, was- because yeah, because yeah, the blade was made by uh, uh, Tara Vizsla, who is the first Mandalorian Jedi hundreds of, hundreds of years ago, mm. and the the Mandalorian is called uh, uh, Vizsla. So it's like his great 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 grandfather or something. That's why he feels like, hey, that's mine, motherfucker. Mm, yeah, uh, big, you know, dozer-looking guy, um, you know, kind of in this Mandalorian armor, um, mm-hmm. challenges him to the, you know, kind of to the fight. Um, ends up losing the fight, um, but you know, and I'm, you know, kind of curious what they do because you know the armor asks him, hey, like, have you ever taken off your helmet? Um, first he just kind of freezes, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like one of those choices in the Telltale game, mm-hmm. like, oh damn, do I tell the truth? Do I lie? Oh shit. You know, like, you know, and he ends up just telling the truth. like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I did take it off. Cause we all know he took it off, uh, to help to save, uh, baby Yoda, get, inc- you know, critical information to help save baby Yoda. Um, so given the fact that, I mean, the Mandalorian isn't a real Mandalorian, um, and mm-hmm. given the fact that he did take off his helmet, I'm wondering why they just didn't take the saber for him on the grounds of that. I mean, is it still like even if you're not a Mandalorian, even if you just still any anybody can win the saber in combat. Like Darth Maul is not a Mandalorian, but he won it during Clone Wars. Uh, um, I think uh, Sabine Wren during Rebels, she won the sword fair and square, mm. and then it was gifted to uh, to. Bo-Katan at the end of Rebels, which is why the which they believe is why the Great Purge of Mandalorian happened. Mm. Okay, yeah, and it corrects that issue because there was like people said there's mm-hmm. a you know continuity you know kind of error there um, where Bo-Katan got it because they say you only need to win in a combat, like you said, it got gifted to her, so there was kind of a little bit of a continuity issue there. Um, so they kind of yeah, and it it's up. why and it's why Bo-Katan refuses it at the end of uh, season two. Mm. Yeah, um, so it kind of, yeah, definitely, yeah, it kind of clears a lot of that stuff up. Um, so, you know, with that, you know, them kind of forging the kind of weapons out of his staff, um, them with kind of discussing lore, I I love that all that a lot at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about kind of your thoughts there? It's it's one of the more fascinating aspects about Star Wars because we because on paper we know a lot about Mandalore and the Characters like Jango Fett, off of uh, small appearances in uh, the Clone Wars and in uh, and in Star Wars Rebels, but there is still so much that we don't know. Like, who exactly are this little sect of Mandalorians that uh, we have in Jarin fall? Because it's implied that these like an offshoot of Death Watch, which is an antagonistic force in uh, in Clone Wars. Mm. And they've just taken their fanaticism to the absolute extreme. Mm. Yeah, uh, they're religious zealots, basically. You see, kind of in this in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like the West Bat Church of uh, Mandalore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, kind of something like that, a little bit. Yeah, uh, just a little less bigotry. Yeah, it seems like. Um, <laughs> uh, and then you see him, and then you know he they make a nice little weapon. You know, he wants a little weapon for he's still thinking about Baby Yoda. Still misses. Yeah, Baby. It, it's it's. Yeah, he gets, uh, I think he gets armor for Baby Yoda, and it's, like, in a pouch that's shaped like him. 
Yeah. yeah, which is cute. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little, little he cute. He misses his guy. Yeah. Um, you know, so I thought that was cute. And then, you know, um, so you see him kind of leaving, uh, going on a, you know, uh, a, a kind of a plane, basically, essentially, it's like a Star Wars version of a plane or Amtrak or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, back to uh, Mos Eisley, Tatooine. Um, and there he meets the character we saw in Mandalorian, the you know mechanic who played by Amy Sedaris, um, who I never was a big fan of the mechanic character. Never really liked her all that yeah, much. Yeah, she, she, she was she was kind of grating to me uh, during her appearances on the Mandalorian, and it, it's not for nothing. I love Amy Sedaris, comic actress, but that character was just got on my nerves at some point. Here, I think she was probably better. Yeah, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm used to her uh, now, it's like, but yeah, um, yeah, I thought she was maybe not as tolerable here, um, and then you see him with her, and then he needs a new spaceship, because uh, the old one got destroyed, um, so he needs, and then she's able to hook him up with a, I forgot the name of the, the uh, Starfighter, but it was the one uh, Anakin had in uh, Phantom Menace, uh, the one he used. Yeah, it, it was a, yeah, it was a Naboo Starfighter from the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it was the one that he had there, um, and they, which I thought was also a really good scene. Them rebuilding it, them, you know what I mean? Like it was like something mm-hmm. out of Top Gear or something like that. Them getting the parts and them kind of fixing it up. It it makes the world feel more grounded when you spend time actually going into logistics of why something like a Starfighter works. It, it reminded me a lot of what made a what worked so well in like the first Iron Man because you spent a lot of time with the minutia of building the first suit. Mm, yeah. So you know, here you see them build this, you know, machine up from scratch, you know, even got the engine on the outside, like it's some type of hot rod or something like that. <laughs> um, and he's out there. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like, yeah, it's like, a, it's like fixing up a hot rod with your family. Mm, yeah. And you see him kind of take it for a test drive you know, flying up, um, and then again, what adds more to the world as well, some rebels come by, they stop them, like it's a real, you know what I mean, like, you know, driving too fast, you know, or they pull you over on the highway or something like <laughs> pull that. Them, they pull them over. Yeah, they're like, uh, excuse me, sir, we're going to need your uh, license and registration. Uh, you got pull that you on? over, license and registration. Yeah, you've been drinking, sir, you've been drinking that blue milk, sir, uh, smell a little bit on your breath, uh, you know, they pull them over there. Um, so I thought, again, that adds, uh, you know, more to the kind of the world there, seeing what the rebels are doing, seeing how they're kind of patrolling the galaxy, things like that. Are we still getting that Rangers of Republic show with the rebels? I thought we were getting like a rebel show with them. Is that still uh, slated? I, I think we're still getting, I think we're still getting Rangers of the New Rep- I'm not seeing it anywhere on like IMDb. I think it's still announced, but fucking gina carano had to fuck it up for everybody mm, okay um yeah because i think that the the older guy the older rebel pilot was supposed to be in it i think the the older guy yeah yeah paul uh yeah paul uh sun hyung lee who uh you all know as a as the as a appa from kids convenience mm, yeah um so yeah, so I think he was, yeah, he was supposed to be in it. Um, but yeah, you see it, and you see him just kind of, you know, just speed away and everything like that. Um, and you see kind of the rebel. <laughs> it's stuff. like, yeah, can you answer a few questions? And he's like, fuck y'all! <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah, flies away and everything like that. I was like, oh, yeah, he just said, fuck your questions. Um, and they go like, yeah, we could chase him, but, eh, what, you know, you'll follow that paperwork and chase him. And they're like, yeah, let's go, let's just go. I don't want to report that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so again, I think that adds a lot to the world. Uh, you know, it makes it kind of feel, like you said, very grounded, very much like kind of like the real world, a lot of stuff like that, and which I which I did like and I, I did appreciate there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of a, yeah, a very strong episode. Again, this is the best episode by far. Um, I just don't want people to build up a lot of like Bryce Dallas Howard because, I mean, people say, well, she should get her own Star Wars series. It's like, listen. People did that with J- John Favreau and Dave Filoni when they did when they first did The Mandalorian. And everybody was saying like, "Oh my God, these guys are so great! Oh my God, they're wonderful! They're terrific! They give them everything! Give them all the keys to Star Wars!" And then now that the Book of Boba Fett is not so good, then a lot of people are saying John Favreau sucks. What what is good has John Favreau ever done? And it's like, rest, I you know like what she did with this episode. You're only well, it's just like fucking uh, uh, combat sports. You're only good as your last fight. Yeah, and even though, like, Bryce Dallas Howard, like, some of the episodes, she, I didn't like the Village episode she directed, like, that to me was very, you know, it's very, very kind of such a plain episode, like, the, it was the episode where he went to the village mm-hmm. and had the villager here to help protect yeah, the villagers, and they that was kind back. of a weak episode, but, <clears> hmm, <throat> yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was particularly, uh, yeah, hey, you're, uh, you're cutting out a little bit, I'm, I'm cutting out. Am I? You said I'm cutting out? What the hell? Oh, sorry about that, man. You were cutting out for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's good now. Uh, but yeah, the first... Uh, yeah, you're good now. Okay. You're good now. It's it's back up. Uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Her first episode, uh, The Village in Season 1, A Mandalorian, that was... That was kind of weak sauce. It was a plot that had been done in Star Wars television, like, at least four times before. They literally have, like, the protect this village, teach them all to fight with the fucking sticks and shit, I think, like, twice during Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, so I, I was, that was such a kind of plain episode. So I just don't want people to build it all the way up with her. But, and... her, yeah, but her, but her second episode was fucking awesome. With uh, the reintroduction of Bo-Katan Kryze in uh, Season 2 of Mandalorian. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, that, that was a very good episode. But I just don't want, you know, people to build her up again and then not just to knock her down and all that other stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. let's just, yeah, she's good, but let's just see, you know, what else we got here. 